0: gospel according to Mark chapter 5 starting with verse 21 hear ye the word of the Lord now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea and behold one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jairus by name and when he saw him he fell at his feet And begged him earnestly saying my little daughter lies at the point of death come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live so Jesus went with him and the great multitude followed him and thronged him now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and suffered many things from many physicians and she spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For, he said, for she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power was had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid. Only believe. Do not be afraid. Only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw the tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. And then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kuni, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it. And he said that something should be given to her to eat. God's word for God's people and God's people said amen. Amen. Uh, For the time that we're going to be together, I want to talk about Christ the Conqueror. Christ the Conqueror. Here we have a, a woman with an issue of blood. And I have to say, I'm a little partial when it comes to certain books of the Bible, and I'm partial to John because that was my New Testament professor's favorite book. I'm also partial to Romans because Romans kind of preaches itself. You really don't need to preach Romans. You could just read it and that'd be enough. And I'm also partial to Mark because Mark and I have some similar personalities. John Mark was written. uh, I mean, the Gospel according to Mark was written by John Mark, who followed around Peter. And Peter's a man of few words might have a little bit of a temper too, but anyway, the Lord's working on me. But I say that to say that when there are certain things in Mark that stick out to me, and one thing that I love to see when I read the Bible is people without names. I like to see people without names because then I can put myself in it. Anonymity in the text allows for inclusivity to the reader. So when I see just a name, just a, a legion, when they ask what your name is, and he says legion, for we are many. Or when I see in the Gospel according to John the, the disciple who Jesus loved, I can put myself in that and read it from their perspective. Archbishop Aronas said that we often look for heroes in the Bible when we ought to be looking for friends because we can see that they have problems. Just like us. We can see that they don't get along with everybody. Just like us. We can see that they don't always do the right thing. Just like us. But with all that in mind, Jesus still comes to help us in a situation. In the earlier chapters of Mark, we read that Jesus went through a storm. And and, and then he went to help a man and... and, and, uh, Exercise many demons out of them, but we don't know the man's name. And and, and then we think about the woman with the issue of blood, and then we think about Jairus' daughter. And I take comfort in that to know that Jesus went through a storm in order to help them. Jesus went through a storm to help people that we don't know their names. And if Jesus would go through a storm to help people that we don't know their names, he could come back and help me. Jesus coming through a storm to help me. Uh, We have this, this woman with the issue of blood with a disease. This woman has been suffering 12 long years and the situation is getting worse. The scholars say she obviously had to have been a woman of means, had to have had some sort of wealth because that's the only way she could have survived 12 years with such an issue. But she had used everything She had. She was cut off. She was ostracized. Leviticus 15, right around 25 through 30, tells us that someone in her condition would be unclean. And not only would she be unclean, but everything she touched would have been unclean as as well. She would have been ostracized, cut off from her family and friends. She would have been untouchable. But despite the description of her disease, Despite the deterioration of her condition, this woman was determined to get her deliverance. She fights her way through a crowd and touches Jesus' cloak. She fights her way through a crowd to touch Jesus. Say the third time's a charm. She fights her way through a cloud so that she can touch Jesus. I just got finished saying she was untouchable. They would have known she was untouchable. Uh-huh. But she didn't care anything about who else was there. She fought her way to Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes we got to do that. Uh-huh. Sometimes we got to fight for what we want, regardless uh-huh. of what kind of social situation we'll put uh-huh. in, Regardless of what everybody else says about us, we have to press our way towards Jesus. Because that's the only way we'll get to touch him. Uh-huh. It's not easy. All right. But she pressed her way through, and she got her deliverance. I, mean, I like it. That it says, immediately the bleeding stops. The Gospel according to Mark uses that term a lot, immediately, to let you know that it's a right now thing. It's not something that gets a little better. It's not something where you nurse your way back to health. Because if you nurse your way back to health, that might have been done by your own strength. That might have been done by some sort of medicine. Now, I agree with medicine. I believe that modern medicine is something else. But I say, it says immediately here to let us know who did the work. And sometimes there is an immediate need, and we need an immediate Jesus. So she got her cure, and then there was some concern. Mm -hmm. Jesus wants to know who touched him. Now, mind you, he's in a crowd, so a bunch of people are touching him, but this touch was intimate. Mm -hmm. There was power drawn out. He knew that he was touched. And knew the woman that touched him. I um, used to work uh, for a program that was helping in Houston uh, get people trained in concrete land certification. And they would go through this class and, 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 and they would get trained, and afterwards they had concrete land certification. OSHA construction, safety, tech DOT flag waving, and they were part of the project that would expand the light rail. They did it at the Houston Urban League uh, in the Palm Center in Houston. And uh, when you go to the Houston Urban League on, at the Palm Center in Houston, in, uh, in Houston, they make you sign in. You gotta put your name, your driver's license number down, your address, a whole bunch of stuff. But I had gone over there so many times because we had so many classes go through this process while they were there that I didn't have to sign in anymore. I was not an employee of the Houston Area Urban League, but they knew me. They had developed a relationship with me. I had developed a relationship with them. I had put in the time so that when I could reach out to them, they knew it was me. How many of us have put in that kind of time with Jesus? How many of us will be able to reach out to Jesus and he know There was intimacy there all in that moment. It drew the virtue up out of him. And because there was that concern after the cure, there had to be a confession. The woman acknowledges that she touched him and uh, says she told him the whole truth. Uh, uh, Some of those translations will say uh, in the Greek that she told all. Uh, not only what she had just done Uh but what she had done before that she spent her time unburdening herself to Jesus is that not what Jesus is for Uh aren't we supposed to tell him all of our problems that's the best place to put your problems is in Jesus it's also the best place to make sure that the wrong people don't find out about your problems. Yes. You know, they say that only two people, can, two people can keep a secret if only one is dead. And it's funny because when you, somebody tells a secret that somebody else shares, they say, I can keep a secret. It's the person i told that can't. It doesn't really make sense to me, but when you unburden yourself to Jesus, you are putting your problems in the right place. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because that is what Jesus is there for, to unburden ourselves. And because she confessed, because there was a concern about a cure, and she confessed, there was a commendation. Jesus assures the woman that her faith has brought about her healing. And I like that. Something I noticed in, in verse 34, he said that, Daughter, your faith has made you well you watch the text, she went from an unknown woman with an issue of blood to daughter. She, she went from an outcast to being a part of the royal family. She was cut off from her natural family, but now she has access to the holy family and it only happened because she stayed there in territory. She told Jesus all because she could have gotten her healing and said oh thank you Jesus and went on about her way she could have gotten her healing and went around and told the whole world about this man named Jesus going around and healing the sick but she still wouldn't have been called daughter sometimes the best thing to be is in the family the text also says that her faith has made her well that is an important piece to remember if you want God to move in your life, if you are facing a situation that seems impossible, if you don't know where your health is coming from, is coming from you've got to have faith. We exercise faith every day. We go to work thinking nothing's going to happen to us. We go to, we go to the bank and think everything's going to be fine when we go to the bank. We go everywhere we go. We exercise faith and we need to exercise a little more in Jesus. The secular world has taken it and, 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 and made it their own thing. There's a book and a DVD out called The Secret. And it talks about the universe and putting out good energy and being in tune with vibrations or positive thinking. They say if you put positive thought out, they tell you that the universe will return it. There's a whole bunch of other books out there that say you have to believe and you have to have passion and you have to focus on your goals and and you have to write your goals down. But it's all outright plagiarism and it's all outright. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I was told in school when I turned in a paper in high school, I had to say where I got something from. So making a list about something, I'm pretty sure somewhere in this book, it says something about write the vision and make it plain. I'm pretty sure it says something about bringing your petitions before. I, I think, I think it's somewhere in here. And yet we got this universe and this positive thinking out here trying to do this. All they did was go to the Bible, uh-huh. <laughs> repackage it, and put it out and take your money for it. But somebody else already said it. Faith, the substance of things hoped for. Faith, the evidence of things unseen. Just a little bit of faith a move mountains. Why he said your faith has made you whole. If you want God die move moving your life, you've got to believe he'll do In the name of Jesus. Only believe Faith. Her faith made her well. Her faith allowed Christ to conquer her sickness. And then they celebrated. But wow. Wow. He was still speaking. While he was telling daughter that her faith had made her well, somebody came to talk to Jairus. Uh, uh, Jairus is a leader of a synagogue, which I found kind of interesting because it leads me to understand that not all the Jewish leadership opposed Jesus. Uh, we often try to call Pharisee as an insult Uh, but that's just someone who was well versed in the law so not all, either, not all the leadership opposed Jesus or this man Jairus still knew who he needed to come to for help it's one or the other he knew who had the real power (laughs) Jairus begs the Savior to come back and heal his sick dying daughter And it's kind of strange because he might have been accustomed to having people beg him for help. But the tables had turned. They say you got to treat the people you meet on the way up nice. (laughs) Because you're going to have to see them on the way back down. So it's kind of strange to see a synagogue leader asking Jesus for help because just two chapters earlier in in Mark chapter 3 Jesus did something in the synagogue and they plotted against him so Jesus was still going to heal him heal Jairus' daughter in spite of Jairus' affiliation Jesus could have very easily said no what wait what do you do for a living? Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh the, the, the healing shop is closed today. I, I'm 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 fresh out of I'm fresh out of the healing hand right now. Maybe try me a little bit later. He could have very easily said no just on his affiliation. We are judged by our affiliations a lot of times. But aren't we glad that we serve a God who doesn't judge us by our affiliations? aren't we glad we serve a God who looks beyond our faults to satisfy our needs Jesus could have said no to each and every one of us we spent a lot of time talking about the latest supreme court decision as if other sins gotta pass the bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God so we all need to be able to ask Jesus for help So yet this man, Jairus, who at the beginning of the text in your hearing was asking for help. Here we have somebody who had to humble themselves and come at Jesus' feet and ask for help. And he watched Jesus heal the woman with the issue of blood. And then right around chapter 5, verse 35, he receives word that his daughter just died. Sometimes you will get bad news while trying to go around and spread the good news. Yeah. Sometimes life throws bad news your way. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. And you may feel like it's time to get up. One would have had every reason to expect everything to go smooth with Jairus' daughter. The purpose was noble. The petition was right. The prospect of healing is what we were hoping for but yet Jairus received bad news Don't bother Jesus anymore sir your daughter is dead But despite the report Despite the heart-wrenching news Jairus got reassurance from Jesus Don't be afraid only believe Jesus' progress is not hindered by the report of bad news. Aren't you glad you serve a risen Savior who is not bothered by what other people think of him? Who is not bothered by what other people think of you? If your lives dependent on the opinions of others, you never get anything done. We have to get delivered from what other people think of us. Jesus reiterates the need for faith. Don't be afraid. Only Believe. So then Jesus takes Peter, James, and John with him. And uh, sometimes when you want to conquer something big, you have to keep the number of people around you small. Multi-billion dollar corporations make decisions with only a handful of people. And those handful of people can't even just share the news with everybody else. The governments operate with only a few people at the highest security clearance. And, and if we look at the Bible, Jesus from time to time only took Peter, James, and John to them. Elijah took the widow's son into the chamber to bring him back to life. In 1 Kings, and his, uh, the one that went with him, Elisha, to, and his servant went to the room to heal the Shumanite woman. They went in the back where everybody couldn't see, where everybody couldn't talk about him. And if they didn't talk about him, they couldn't hear him. So that they get some work done. If you want to do some big things, sometimes you have to keep the people around you small. <laughs> and they ridiculed him for this. There was confusion and contempt. There are some people in our lives that all they like is drama. <laughs> they live for the foolishness. They don't know how to act. When everything is going all right, yes. they don't know how everything looks when it's in decent yes. and in order. They live for the argument. They argue for sport. You say it's sunny outside. They say I see rain. You say my name is Johnny. I think it's John. It's contempt, and I, I can't, I can't fault them because sometimes that's all only people know to do. If all you know is hating, then that's all you're going to do. If all you know is contempt, that's all you're going to do. And so that's what they did. These people outside the walls were were professional mourners. (laughs) They got paid to cause confusion during a funeral. They got paid to make noise. This was their job. And they meant well. They're just doing their job. But it still causes confusion and contempt. I've, I've, uh, I've gotten uh, many a flat tire driving here and there. And I, I've gotten even a few blowouts. And something that I've noticed in my flat tires and blowouts is it never happened all of a sudden. It was always a slow leak. And if you drive too long on a slow leak, you're liable to get a blowout. Means well, but just got a little bit off. And then got a little bit further off. And then got a little bit further off. And so when the time comes when somebody's here to talk about decency and order, saying that this little girl is not dead, but only sleepy, they don't know what to do with that. What does that have to do? With this, we can mean well in everything that we do and still be causing confusion to those around us. And so in those situations, just like Jesus did, we have to put them out. Everybody out except Peter, James, and John and the daughters, mother and father. And so we have the bad report. And we have the restriction and the ridicule they made fun of Jesus so he put them out and we go from the the bad report the restriction and the ridicule to a resurrection Jesus gives an order and the daughter obeys faith takes action upon our part miracles in the Bible require us to follow instructions. Every time you see a miracle being done, somebody's told to follow certain instructions. When the widow needed oil, she was told to go get every jar in the house. Abraham was told to leave his country. Even when Jesus performed the first miracle to turn the water into wine, he said, bring me some jars of water. If you want miracles, you have to follow instructions I would believe that if you lack the faith and you lack the ability to follow instructions, there's no wonder why you haven't any miracles in your life. She could have very well heard and not gotten up. But she obeyed. And because she obeyed, we have this story. and. She was healed and then he told her to get something to eat. And scholars go on and on about (laughs) that, that part because that shows two things. Number one, we can't just be all about the spirit. If we're going to be the church, we also have to be about the natural. I can't pull up to the man on the street, roll my window down and say, be fed. And, and well and find a job in the name of Jesus and then roll my window up and keep on going we have to add some works to our faith we got to, we got to follow some instructions we got to do it, we got to be about the natural and the second thing that is a point uh, to show the power of Jesus is the fact that he told them to get her something to eat and she ate uh, you ever been in the hospital when people are going through traumatic events uh, that that tax the body having children or transitioning from this life to the next, those kind of things you are not allowed to eat. When you are really sick or when you are unable to have, when you have digestion problems, you get water, maybe ice chips, maybe broth or a drink, but he said, give her something to eat. So that's that immediately, that's showing that not only was she healed, but not, a, not a, a part-time healer, but she got all the way up and was ready to go. Showing the power of Jesus. And this whole passage is what a lot of scholars like to call a Marking Sandwich. Uh, uh, the Gospel according to Mark ties a bunch of different stories together that don't seem like they tie together on the surface, but they tie together because of what God is doing in them. Uh, The gospel, according to Mark, ties these stories together because the daughter would have been born the same year that the woman with the issue of blood started her issue. And now they are healed the same year. See, the world is bigger than our neighborhood. And we have to understand that there are people all over the world that may not be going through the same issue we're going through, but they're going through an issue and they all need Jesus. They could be suffering with some sort of disease, or it could be a financial issue, or it could be a family issue. But the good news is that Jesus can help us all. It doesn't matter if you're the daughter of an esteemed politician or a woman who's lost all her money. Jesus can help us all. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open. And we invite you to come.